Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Uh, I, you heard me mention my guest right now. Star Wolf is joining us here. Uh, again, I want to mention she is the founding director of Venus Rising and the shamanic breathwork process. Uh, she's here to talk with us about the shamanic mysteries of Egypt and beyond and about how to shift in this world we live in to move out of that place of ego into that place of divine presence. Uh, Star Wolf, thank you so much for joining the show today. Well, thank you for having me. Uh, you know, I, I've read about your work and what you do and, I, and, and you know, how you've been doing this for, uh, you know, really decades <laughs> before this was like fashionable for people. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I do. I really do. <laughs> now everyone is like, I'm like a shaman. I want. Yeah. I know. Everybody's on the bandwagon now. <laughs> right. But, you know, when you were kicking this off, it wasn't so fashionable. No, it was not. No. So you've been the, you, you all were the pioneers in making this happen. I feel like it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, what we know about that though, that you come to the table really with not only some e- extraordinary experience in talking with us about this, but you also, um, you know, you have the, this sort of, uh, coming of age, uh, yes. essence about you from bringing this to the table and watching it evolve. What do you think the difference is now between when you first started this work and where we are now uh, globally and energetically? Well, there's just a huge shift in consciousness, which I think all of us who have been pioneers or who have been on this path for a while are just really celebrating. Um, because when I first started really doing this work, Quite honestly, almost 30 years ago, um, really out of necessity for my own healing at that time and transforming my own practice with people, the, the people who were drawn to this work were, I guess you could say, the choir. They were people who had already undergone major shifts through usually some sort of trauma in their life Yes, and had to see things differently. Um, anything from addiction to a near-death experience, you know, major life changes and traditional methods and practices were not working, and so they were seeking other things, much like myself. Some of those people a lot of times were massage therapists, Reiki practitioners, alternative health practitioners, those sorts of things. And now in my circles, for instance, I just came from a road tour and book signing in Minneapolis and Kansas City. Um, the the one workshop that we had, there was almost 40 people, another almost 20. And out of that group of people, there were engineers, uh, you know, house, you know, housewives, domestic people, I should say, um, auto mechanics, you know, people from every walk of life, stockbrokers, commodities traders. And I, you know, I looked around the circle um, and I, I said to my husband, because we work together often, I said, you know, the work we're doing is really mainstream. It is really mainstream at this time. And I spoke to someone who, I can't remember what exactly their position was, but they do some sort of polls to find out what people are reading and what are people most interested in. And they said one of the top five topics that mainstream public is reading about right now is indigenous or shamanic wisdom and how it's applied to practical everyday life. Yes. Which I found, you know, fascinating. And, and I have to tell one more quick story. I did a book signing at Barnes & Nobles, um, which in the past might not have had someone coming in uh, who would, would be more shamanic as their author to 
do a, a book signing and a presentation. And right in the Barnes & Noble store, I said, you know, I do journeys with people, and I really would like to do that. And they said, okay, it might be chaotic, but, you know, if you want to do it. And I said, well, that's the way I do it. So I pulled people over to the side, so about 25 people there. And they did a shamanic journey right in the store with other people walking around, stopping, looking. There, were, there was a child, maybe 10. There was somebody in there, probably 70s or 80s, people of all ages. And they just loved it because I said, I'm going to speak to you a little bit about the book, but I mainly want to put you in touch with your inner shaman. And there was such a, a reception for that. And the, the woman there named Sherry, just she said, this is great. I wish all our authors would do things like this. And then one woman came up who was, was a shamanic teacher who's written a book um, and uh, has cards on the labyrinth. And she came to me and she said, you know, um, we are pioneers, and we were talking about that. And she said, you know, I've always prided myself for being on the edge and thinking, well, I'm here only for that 5 or 10%. And she said, you know something? I'm, I'm moving out of that statement, she said, because I realize now I'm here for everyone. Mm. And so we had to laugh a little bit about there was a little bit of grief of letting go of being so different. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, it, you, you've been able to see not only a transition in the appreciation for what you do, but also the rise in, uh, let's call it statue. When we talk about uh, shamanic uh, messages or shamanic soul purpose or, or finding out how to create uh, a practical shamanism, so to speak, uh, you know, this is a, such a new conversation, and to be in the, quote, mainstream mm-hmm. is really a blessing. I don't know if you ever thought you'd see that day, did you? You know, I, I hoped. Yeah. I always hoped that would happen, and I knew how powerful the work was. And, I, you know, I um, for a long time I was in western Kentucky, and the area there, um, surprisingly so in the small town that I lived in, um, people were coming to me when I stepped out of the mental health field and out of the addictions field and into my own private practice. And they would come to me because of a resonance they felt when they met me and a connection mm-hmm. with me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where all true connection begins is, you know, person to person. You feel that energy. And, and they really didn't care what I was doing, to be honest with you. And um, what started happening is that people would kind of sneak in and, you know, not tell anybody they were coming to see me. I was kind of, I was right on Main Street in a, an office with, um, you know, other businesses. But people would come and, and kind of sneak in. At that time, there were about 10 lawyers in the town, and about six of them were coming to do breath work with me. And this is almost 20 years ago. But each one would ask me to be sure that no one knew that they were coming. And so I was always very careful to schedule them when the other attorneys weren't coming into the <laughs> office. And one day I finally told them, I said, I can't tell you who, but there are other attorneys doing breath work in this town. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, I hoped for, I always hoped for this, but I didn't know if I would actually live to see it. And and I will say this, about five years ago, uh, a good colleague and friend of mine who also works with our institute from time to time, Nita Gage, was the um, president of the uh, American Board of Holistic Medicine. And we were discussing... um, Venus Rising, and, and should we continue with the Institute, you know, being called the Shamanic um, Institute for, you know, he- Shamanic Healing Arts, maybe we could work more with mainstream if it was a different title. And we were in that discussion, and then she went to one of the ABHM's conferences, and she came back and she said, do not change the name. She said, you would not believe 
how many people were at that conference. And even though it is the Alternative Health and Medicine um, Board, she says, you would not believe how many people are interested in shamanism and are, you know, the, the, the doctors who are really getting back in touch with their, their hearts and the heart of medicine and really understanding when you're dealing with death and birth and rebirth and healing that you're dealing with shamanism. Yes. I mean, that's when a light began to come on for me that maybe we would see it. Yeah. I mean, isn't this a great conversation that we're having here today? And, you know, now we, you know, I'm getting to talk with you about how we are transferring, translating, transmuting, whatever we'd like to call it, Uh ego agenda to soul purpose. I mean, you know, the work that you do is based in ancient teachings. Right. And and so how do you make the, the transition from those ancient teachings to the world? today? Well, because ancient teachings really are perennial wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not static, you know, it's not stasis. It's something that itself continues to grow and move. And any good mythologist or storyteller or anyone who's tapped into the archetypal world understands that the psychic blueprint for all of our understanding are intact. You know, they're in, you could call it the, the uh, Akashic Records, the Book of Life, the Tree of Knowledge, you know, um, the Kabbalah, and, you know, it's hidden within all the esoteric literature of all the, the sacred texts that have been written, the symbols, the hieroglyphs, the tarot, the astrological symbols, numerology, all of these things are all somewhat beneath the surface, you know, occult simply means hidden. So that which is hidden, that which is behind the veil, all that really means is that which is not in our kind of everyday rush hour traffic, hamburger stand consciousness. You know, we, if we can go within, and, and I call it shamanic journey, shamanic breath work, or it could be meditate or pray or take a walk in nature and move into a trance-like state, behind the veil, there's the wisdom. It's there. It hasn't gone anywhere. It's always been there. And, of course, it's been brought forth in a variety over the hundreds, really thousands of years. It's been brought forth in ritual, ceremony, different things that have resulted in different paths and religious um, sects of different kinds. And at the same time, that perennial wisdom, that primary seat of consciousness and all of its different forms and all the ways it shows up as entities in the Egyptian pantheon. We call it the Netaru, as gods, as goddesses, as divine beings, archetypes, whatever, all those different ways that they show up. They, too, even with the, the, the even though the principles remain the same, what we've discovered and what I've discovered over the years is that the archetypes and the energies themselves are evolving. So there's two things that are happening. Ancient wisdom Uh is meeting modern-day downloads or dispensations from the future. Wow. You know, is is this like a clash of energy? No. It's like the, well, I I say no. It's kind of like the great-great-great-grandfathers and grandmothers meeting their great-great-great-great-grandchildren. Oh, it's it's a party. 
It's a party. Ah. It's a family reunion. <laughs> it's, it's a, a party. family reunion because you see these great ancestors. They they hold the wisdom and the archetype and the blueprint. But just like in in uh, concrete physical human form, um, you know, we pass that baton. We pass that energy on to the future generations. So I guess you could say the the baby gods. <laughs> you know, the the um, the baby energies of the future. Uh-huh. The seeds of, of the new consciousness really have within them, in them, the seeds of the old, but they also are bringing something to the table that the old energies perhaps uh, have not, because it, the experience wasn't there. Mm. Well, I got to tell you, you know, this is such a, just an incredible uh, honor to be talking with you about this. We're going to take a short break when we come back. Okay. Uh, you know, Star Wolf is going to be taking us on a mini shamanic journey right here, right now <laughs> on the radio. I hope you're all ready. If you're driving that car and you're doing the cell phone thing, uh, you might have to pull over. We're going to take a short break when we come back. We'll be back with Star Wolf. I also want to mention that Nikki Scully and Linda Star Wolf are the authors of Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt. And I'll tell you more about that when we return. We'll be right back. What does it take to feel young again? To be filled with vitality? To wake up feeling clear and refreshed? To live without allergies? More and more Americans are wondering if it's even possible. Founder of the Life Force Center in Los Angeles, Dr. Jeffrey McCombs, has been researching, developing, and refining a unique system that doctors and patients from around the world are saying offers them all of this and more. Visit LifeForcePlan.com or call 1-888-236-7780. Has the pet food recall left you confused and concerned about what to feed your four-legged family members? Sam's Cats and Dogs, naturally, has you covered with expert advice and information about ingredients or how to supplement a fresh food diet to keep your furry friends healthy and happy. And all our foods are unconditionally guaranteed. Visit us at samscatsanddogs.com. That's samscatsanddogs.com. In Monroe, Washington, at 206 East Main. We are in a new age of discovery. In the past, science strived to understand physical matter. In the new age, science will strive to understand the energy that creates matter. In the past, all dietary supplements nourish the body. In the new age, dietary supplements will focus on the energy that creates your body. The future is here. Learn about our natural monatomic minerals from Harmonic Enterprises. Move with us to the new age. Call us at 888-667-4300 or visit HarmonicEnterprises.com. When it comes to massage, don't take a chance on quality. Come to the award-winning Dream Clinic. Whether you are experiencing stress, muscle aches, or need treatment for an injury, Dream Clinic's highly skilled massage therapists tailor their massage plan to meet your individual needs. Dream Clinic is located in the Ravenna neighborhood of Seattle and is open seven days a week. To learn more or schedule an appointment, visit dreamclinic.com or call 206 206- 267-0863. Got a question about real estate or home loans? Is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? What about home loans and refinance? Need someone you can trust to answer your questions and understand the newest trends? You can trust Dennis Sikowski, a realtor and loan expert for 10 years, helping people all over the Puget Sound walk through the biggest purchases of their lives. Call Dennis for a professional analysis and get real honest answers. 425-238-3612. That's 425-238-3612. 
3612. Essentia Water is one of the leading enhanced waters marketed throughout the country. Essentia Water provides many benefits with its high 9.5 pH alkalinity, its super hydrating properties, and its concentration of pure essential electrolytes. All coming together to produce a taste that's sweeter, silkier, and smoother than ordinary water. Find Essentia Water in health food stores and natural food sections of grocery stores. Essentia Water. Ask for it. For the people, by the people. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. I am so thrilled to have Linda Starwolf with me today, and we're talking about um, we're talking about shamanic healing. We're talking about moving from ego agenda to soul purpose and the shamanic journey. And as I promised, um, we're here with you right now because the question is uh, for Starwolf: Can you? Will you uh, take us on a mini shamanic journey right now? Love to. Okay. Okay, so it is important if someone is listening to this and they're driving to understand that this um, journey will take you into an altered state and it's probably a good idea to slow down or to pull over. And when I ask people who are at home and who have the uh, liberty to close their eyes, if you're driving, please don't do that. And... um an officer might not understand if you say, I was only breathing <laughs> and journeying. So you want to, to pull over for a moment. And just give people a moment to do that if they would like to, very carefully, please. And I guess what I want to begin um, by saying that there are many ways to travel into the mysteries. And one of the ways that you can do that is certainly to go to a sacred land such as Egypt or um, to a mountaintop or some other sacred ceremonial space. But probably the most holy ground is right inside of our own hearts and our own body temples. And so wherever you happen to be is sacred ground and is holy. And we have within our hearts the ability to awaken and to be in touch with all things right within ourselves and to call forth our inner shaman to awaken that part of ourselves. So that's what we're going to do right now is we're going to begin those who can close their eyes. But everyone, please take a very deep breath, breathing in fully and slowly, and taking the breath all the way through your body, all the way down to your feet, and out to your fingertips, into your belly, up through your chest and throat, across your face, to the very crown of your head. And as you're breathing, imagine that your heart is opening 
And you can see that opening any way you would like. It can be a, a flower that begins to bloom or a lotus that unfolds or doors that swing open or chains that fall away. Whatever it is for you is fine, but take a deep breath into your heart and exhale fully and allow your beautiful heart to open. And as your heart opens, begin to let your body relax and yet stay alert. Let the mind chatter slowly fade away and bring the energies from the earth up through your feet and the energies from the cosmos down through the crown of your head to come into your heart and to fan the flames of your heart flame. Allow your heart to expand, to become very warm. And see that flame glowing within your heart. Expanding. And when you feel settled into your heart, taking another deep breath in your mind's eye, see yourself standing at the edge of a cliff Perhaps at sunset, the beautiful colors are rising up over the mountains, and you feel a calling. We all feel this from time to time, and we may not know what the calling is, but we feel a calling. And we take that step off of the cliff into the unknown, into that which our minds cannot give us the answers, that only the heart-mind can inform us of what's really going on. So I invite you, if you feel called, if you're ready to make some sort of change, to enter into the mystery, to take that step of faith, of trust, of innocence, as an initiate, right off of the off of the cliff. And as you begin to fall forward, notice that you only fall for just a moment because you have developed wings. This is the initiation of the dove, the beautiful dove that are in all the temples in Egypt. You become the dove and fly through the void. And in the distance, you see a light at the end of the tunnel. And as you fly with your heart beating very fast, gliding through the vortex that's swirling around you, you will emerge out into ancient Egypt. Take a moment to look around you and see what you see. Off in the distance, you can see the rise 
of the three pyramids in Giza. There, snaking its way through the fertile Nile Valley, the silver snake known as the Nile. The trees, the people, the oxen along the banks. And suddenly, there in the sky, over all of this, is the greatest alchemist of all, Nekbet, Mother Mut, the great vulture goddess. She is the grandmother, the ancient grandmother of Egypt, the alchemist, the wisdom keeper. And she holds the key. In fact, she holds the key of life, the Ankh, and one of her talons. She holds the key to the mysteries of shamanic Egypt. She is spread out in the sky. Her wings are spread straight out, and she's looking, suspended in the sky, right into your eye as the little dove. And before you can enter into these mysteries, you must have her permission And only those with an innocent heart and a willingness to know the truth can enter into the mysteries at this level. And if you are willing to know more of the mysteries, if that's what your calling is about, if you are ready to move from ego's agenda to soul's purpose, then gently fly up to Nekbet, Mother Moot, and you'll notice in your talent that you have an olive branch. And just as in some traditions you offer sage or tobacco or a gift to an elder, you offer your olive branch. And she accepts it. She has given you permission to know the mysteries of your heart. Views expressed on the preceding program are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. This is Alternative Talk, 1150 KKNW, Seattle. And good day to you. Benny Mathers here for your Alternative